0: Lays it in to Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Go. to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Team Covers Podcast, formerly known as Hoopball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm recording this on Thursday, July 7th. Summer League officially starts today, but the Hawks do not play until Saturday, and we will get into that a little bit later. I do apologize. I have not been on School has kept me really busy as I'm getting closer and closer to finishing my master's degree, so you guys, please keep me in your thoughts and prayers, because school is hard. School is hard, but here I am, in the flesh, on the mic, going to talk about some of the moves that I did not personally talk about on the mic. I might have tweeted about. I was semi-active on Twitter, but I'm going to officially give my thoughts about the Herder trade, talk about the assistant coach signing that we made, free agency, the one splash that we made, um, the current roster, Summer League, and the J.C. trade theory. So that's what to look forward to this episode. And yes, if you've been under a rock, John Collins was not traded yet. Kevin Herter was. Kevin Herter was traded to the Sacramento Kings. A very familiar trade partner for the Atlanta Hawks for Mo Harkless, Justin Holley, and a top 14 protected pick in 2024. Now it's a future pick, it could either be a top 14 protected pick in 2024, top 12 protected in 25, top 10 protected in 26. And if the pick has not been conveyed by 2026. The Hawks will instead receive Sacramento's second round picks in 2026 and 2027. So, at least they're getting a pick out of the the trade. I am sad to see Herter leave. I love Kevin Herter as a player and I will miss him. Wish him nothing but the best in Sacramento with the opportunity he'll be given. But the Hawks did add depth at the wing position behind DeAndre Hunter, which they desperately needed. And... Realistically, when Murray was traded to the Hawks, that basically told me that Kevin Herter was expendable. Now, the Hawks they added experienced 3 D players, which is going to help on the defensive end of things for the Atlanta Hawks, which is a desperate need for us. Mo Harkless is a seasoned vet playing 10 years in the NBA, solid role player. 67 he can play the 3 and the 4 if needed. Certainly his best years are behind him, but you need veterans in the locker room. I don't know if he will be kept, but we have depth right now. It looks good on paper. Um with the depth and experience that he has, he could be utilized especially if you know there is an injury at the wing position. And we know that DeAndre Hunter is known to get hurt. We hope that he can reverse that as a knock on wood there, but this was vital, but between Harkless and holiday, Justin holiday is definitely going to get more playing time than Harkless and Justin holiday, who has played nine years in the NBA, won an NBA title with the golden state warriors in 2015. He's six, six, he played a two guard or the three position He's a solid free-throw shooter, can hit some threes. He's a 36.5% three-point shooter, capable on the defensive end, on or off ball, can guard multiple positions on the perimeter, which will certainly help Trey Young, relieve some pressure for Young, Murray, Hunter, if he's in the lineup. So Holiday is very underrated as a player, and I think a very underrated piece in this trade. And this goes for Moe Harkless, too, but they're adding length and defense is certainly the focal point of this offseason. They want to get better on the defensive end. You add Murray, who can score, but can defend as well. He led the league in steals and deflections last year in San Antonio. You add some big wings, and Justin Holiday, who can play the two or the three. Harkless, who can play the three or the four. And the perfect thing is all three of the players that I just mentioned— can switch on a perimeter, which is something that the Hawks need to be able to do to become a better defensive team. And free agency was a little quiet for the Atlanta Hawks. They did let DeLon Wright move on, which I'm sad to see him go, and I wish him best in Washington. But with DeLon Wright leaving, the Hawks did bring in another guard, They brought in another Holiday brother. So they have Justin Holiday and now his brother, not Drew Holiday. I wish we had Drew Holiday. But Aaron Holiday is not a bad player in his own right. He is only six foot. He's a point guard. He can play the two guard as well. He's been in the league only four years. But here's the thing. He's a solid three-point shooter. He can distribute the ball. He's efficient with the ball. Great decision maker, very unselfish player. He's a great free throw shooter, solid defender with a solid motor. Even though he's undersized, he can play the one or the two, as I mentioned, Has active hands, and he signed to a one-year deal. Now, he's played for Indiana, Phoenix, and you know. the third team that is escaping me, I think the Washington Wizards. I think he played for the Washington Wizards for a short stint as well, but He was not utilized really in Phoenix last year, but when he did play, numbers were decent for a backup point guard, seven points per game, almost seven points per game, three and a half assists per game, two and a half rebounds, shot 41% from the floor and 44% from three point range. He's used to being in crowded backcourts, but when he gets in, he is ready to play instantly, which I like. It's not going to be necessarily a drop off in intensity. And focus because holidays are known to be very focused players, especially on the defensive end. Look at Aaron Holiday, who we just got. I think, like I said, a very underrated part of that trade for Herder leaving. And this is not a slight against Kevin Herder. Kevin Herder definitely got better on the defensive end, especially off ball. But Justin Holiday is just a better defender. Just a better defender than Kevin Herter, and that's going to be needed on this team more so than scoring and shooting. We know we have offense on this team with Trey Young, Murray now, and the bigs that we currently have, which we're going to talk a little bit more about this roster currently constructed. But defense was certainly a focal point for Travis Schling. You know, Landry Fields and management for the Atlanta Hawks, and that's what they got better at, and they definitely got better at w- with that. With the ho- holiday signing as well, now he will definitely be a rotational player. He can, you know, finish at the rim. He's quick, so this brings up a question for Hawks fans who are Sharif Cooper loyalist. What does that mean for Sharif Cooper? Now the Hawks did tender a two-way qualifying offer on July first, making him a restricted free agent. The good news for Hawks fans is that no one's offered Cooper yet, and he will be playing in Summer League for the Hawks this weekend, which we'll talk a little bit more about later in the program. But with the current construction of the backcourt, Cooper could get minutes. I I mean, I was looking at the depth. He could get minutes, potentially. But I still think it would be a little bit tough for him to get minutes. But we need to see how he looks in Summer League. We need to see the work he's put in in the offseason to try to solidify himself on this team. And maybe they say, you know what? We don't need you down in College Park as much. Let's put you here on the Atlanta Hawks roster. Now, looking at the current roster right now, the Hawks have 12 full contracts as it stands. Sean D. Brown Jr., the University of Michigan product, is on a two-way contract. As I mentioned, Sharif Cooper is a restricted free agent. Skylar Mace is an unrestricted free agent. And here's the roster as it currently stands. At the point guard, we have Trey Young and then Aaron Holiday. So Sharif Cooper, if you listen to this, this is a big opportunity for you in Vegas. At the two guards, we have DeJounte Murray and Bogey right now. And Bogey is hurt, so we do need guards. For depth at this point, which is another hint, hint, wink, wink, Shreve Cooper. This could be a big opportunity for you. At the forward position, small forward to be exact, we have DeAndre Hunter, Justin Holiday, and then the rookie, AJ Griffin. At the forward position, currently we have John Collins, Jalen Johnson, and Mo Harkless. And at the center position, Clint Capella and Oyeka Okongu. Now, Brad Rowland from Locked on Hawks. Did tweet this out, and I do agree with this point. The Hawks probably need to sign another center, just to add some depth. Gorgie Jang is not on the roster currently. I don't know if we'll bring him back. And there are some centers out there, depending on how much money we want to spend, and some veteran centers at that. So if we do trade John Collins, and depending on obviously our front core depth, it could allow Oyeko Okonkwo to play the 4-5 and be interchangeable. But the centers that are still unsigned, currently, Hassan Whiteside, who was in Utah last year. I haven't heard any chatter about Utah bringing him back, so that could be something there. Ed Davis is still unsigned. And former Atlanta Hawk and former Atlanta resident, Dwight Howard, is still available. Right now in the market as far as free agency. So I definitely think another center will be needed on this roster. I know the money is tight right now, so Ed Davis may be the best bargain, if that's the best way to put it. He was on the Cleveland Cavaliers last year, but center is some something certainly to watch. Obviously, John Collins we're gonna talk about a little bit later. And What will Shreve Cooper do with this opportunity this weekend in Summer League? And Shondi Brown as well. Shondi Brown has an opportunity as well being a two-way player on his team who played well in the G League. Will he perform well enough to remove the two-way status and put him on the roster? So that's going to be a little precursor to what I'm going to talk about a little bit later in the program. But really interested at the guard and center position because we added depth at the wings currently on this roster. Now assistant coach signing as you guys know, our lead assistant Gent did go on to be the lead assistant in Los Angeles for the Lakers under the new coach coach ham. We needed to make some moves in the assistant coach side of things. I've been talking about this on the program. The Hawks did. They made a move. The Hawks hired Mike Barty from the Sacramento Kings. We've been doing a lot of business with the Kings this offseason. And then they promote Joe Prunty as lead assistant after Gent obviously left on his staff. So we bring in Mike Barty, promote Joe Prunty. Now for those of you asking who Prunty is, he is known as being an offensive-minded coach. He was the acting coach this year when COVID struck the coaching staff. Got Nate McMillan and Jamel Jamel McMillan. He became the acting head coach for a three-game stint. He was at the helm on a very tough West Coast road trip where he went one and two. They lost to the Portland Trail Blazers, and that was the game that Trey Young dropped 56 in a losing effort. They beat the Sacramento Kings. And then go on to Utah and had a very flat performance versus the Utah Jazz. Obviously, should have beat Portland, in my opinion. A couple things here and there. Should Obviously, should have beat and did beat the Sacramento Kings. but And then Utah is Utah. I understand they were the best, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. We just didn't have, have it that game. We just didn't have it, to be frank. But Longobardi... He is known as a defensive specialist, which is certainly a need on his team and a focus this year. He is a respected coach around the league, has two championships on his resume as an assistant coach. He was on that 08 Boston Celtics staff where they won with the big three, and he won a title with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016, the famous down 3-1 to beat the Warriors series. So championship experience, Prunty has some experience as well, but our friend. Our friend Glenn Willis of the program, shout out Glenn if you're listening, did make a point on Twitter about Hawks still needing some offensive leadership, and I do agree with that point. I have talked about on this program for those who, you who have been listening to me that an offensive minded assistant is needed. Now defense is the focal point, but I would love to still find an offensive assistant out there. That we can bring on that's young, hungry, great at making plays, and could maybe create some offensive sets, incorporating Trey Young off the ball with Murray having the ball in hand, some sets for Murray, for Bogey, enabling Hunter, and so forth. I still think that's something that we need to continue to look at. Find a young, hungry assistant from a great system or It's all about who you know in that business. Who do you know has a promising career as an offensive-minded coach who wants an opportunity to have their plan put into action on this team? I still think and challenge the Hawks front office to continue to go and look for that this offseason. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about my new – John Collins, trade theory, courtesy of a friend of the program, listener of the program, John Williams. John, if you're listening to this, I told you I was going to give you your credit. We're going to talk about this here on the program and review the summer league roster before the first game on Saturday. But first, this plug. All right, and we are back. Now, as it stands, John Collins is still an Atlanta Hawk. He has not been moved and he has not changed, according to reports, on his position of him being done with the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are still shopping him. But as moves were made via trade this offseason in free agency, the market for John Collins has continued to dwindle, which leaves a lot of people to wonder, where will he end up? What will the Hawks get back? So talking to a buddy of mine, John Williams, about John Collins and where could he go? He brought up an interesting scenario and the money works. And this is there's no reports on this. There's no speculation on this. But I would love to get everyone's opinion on this take because I look at the numbers and I'm going to pull the numbers up. As I am talking right now, and I don't know, I, the more I think about it, the more I kind of like the possibility of this happening. And this is another player who reportedly may be frustrated with their current situation, may not see eye to eye with the head coach on that team, and could be a good fit here in Atlanta. When you think about it, I'm going to say the name. I'm going to let you guys respond. What if the Hawks traded John Collins for Julius Randle? Just think about it. Now, what were the limitations or are the limitations in John Collins' game? Can't really create for others. Can't really put the ball on the floor. I mean, He either has to be at the rim or on the three-point line, doesn't really have a mid-range game, or we don't feature his mid-range game enough uh, if he does possess it, and that is on Nate McMillan. But just think, you add Julius Randle, who can create for others, can put the ball on the floor, can shoot in the mid-range, can get to the rim. He gets to the free-throw line a lot. He's a physically imposing presence and adds a physical element to this offense that currently does not exist. It just doesn't exist. We don't have someone, and I've talked about this on the program that just can't put their head down and just go get it, go get to the rim, go finish at the rim, get to the free throw line. Free throws are still free points. Last time I checked and he's a fairly durable player. I mean, Beginning of his career, he has some injury issues, but he has certainly been pretty durable the last several years. After his first year, he hasn't played lower than 64 games, which is great, which is great. So durability, toughness, a physical presence, great rebounder, relentless rebounder. That's something that he's always been since he's been in the league. He's an improved three-point shooter. And as I said, he can create for others. The last two seasons, he has averaged over five assists per game. Over five from a power forward slash center. And he's an undersized center, of course. But from the power forward position. I mean, he's 6'8", 250, and can get to the rim at will. At will. I mean, he did take a drop off. Last year, but he has been averaging more than 19 points per game the last four seasons. Last year, he averaged 20 points per game. The year before, he was most improved player. He was averaging, he averaged 24 points per game. He can distribute the ball. As I said, he's a great rebounder. He's averaged over eight rebounds every year since he's been in the NBA. Rebounding is certainly something that the Hawks could use because it's usually just Capella. Collins and stints, but to have another person to be able to crash the boards and get put backs is going to be crucial for this offense, especially when you have Murray, and Murray's a pretty good rebounder for a guard as well, and Trey Young, who are going to be more on the perimeter. You add that physical element and the playmaking element in Julius Randle, he gets to the free throw line. He's averaged for the last six years, six or five years, I have to look look carefully. He's averaged more than five free throw attempts per game, which is certainly something that the Hawks need. He is a upper 70% free throw shooter. In his career, he's 74%, but the ability to get to the free throw line is still something that's needed in his offense. He's improved as a three-point shooter in his most improved year. He shot 41% from three. He did take a drop last year, shooting 31% from three, but can knock down a three and does have the ability to stretch the floor and create for others. And just think of a lineup where you have Trey Young, Murray, and Randall, three players who can create on their own and get their own shot from virtually anywhere on the court and still take the pressure off and create for Capella and DeAndre Hunter. Just think about it. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I kind of like this. Nate likes, you know, tough NBA players who know their game are physical. Julius Randle adds that physical element to this team. I'm not saying John Collins isn't physical. He's a high flyer, but certainly Julius Randle's stature makes him more physically imposing than John Collins. John Collins will go to New York and really help some younger guards and give them a big target to finish above the rim, catch and shoot, and it would be a great situation. A fresh start for John Collins to go to a bigger market. And shine. I think the people in New York would love John Collins with his highlight reel dunks to go alongside the the signing of Jalen Brunson, the young guard, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, and the rest of that roster in New York. Now, I did look at the money. Salary-wise, the money adds up. The money does add up. So, I think that's something that the Hawks should potentially look into. Julius Randle is a pretty solid defender. Not the greatest defender, but certainly he can defend. And we know we can do an offensive end. I think it's something worth looking into. Give both of those players a fresh start. And I think Julius Randle has never had an opportunity to be with two elite guards in a better team in a better situation, for real. I mean, he's been for on the Lakers. He played one year for the Pelicans and then been on the Knicks for the last three seasons. The Hawks gives him a chance to win now. And if Julius Randle is your second, third option on his team, depending on which night, obviously, between Trey, Murray, you add a Randle and you still have Bogey off the bench. To have four capable scorers right there would be a plus for this Hawks team. And then you have the defense around them. You have the wild card in DeAndre Hunter. You still have a Okongwu. You still have Capella at this point. I think that's a pretty solid roster. And if you put it in the trade generator, they're going to say the Hawks lose wins getting Julius Randle and trading John Collins. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think that's a very formidable team in the East with two elite guards, an opposing power forward. You still have a center who is capable of making double doubles nightly in an elite rebounder and can protect the rim. You have a rising wing in DeAndre Hunter who showed flashes towards the end of last year. Now, he's been healthy most of this offseason. I'm excited to see what he adds to his game. You have an exciting prospect in Okongwu. You add Justin Holiday who can stretch the floor and defend Aaron holiday, who can defend at the guard position of the backup. The roster is not a finished product, but, and we talked about potentially adding another center and figuring out who's going to be that third guard. Is it going to be Shawnee Brown? Is it going to be Skylar? Ma- not Skylar Mays. Is it going to be Sharif Cooper? The Hawks have questions, but I think Julius Randle, as an element that is currently not on this team and the Hawks potentially need to look into. So I just want to throw that out there. I want to see what your thoughts are. Feel free to hit me on Twitter in my DMs. We can have a conversation. I am certainly not going to die on that hill, but I'm certainly going to put it out there for your consumption and see, Hey, Julius Randle for John Collins makes sense to me. And, The last thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up is Summer League. As I said, Summer League starts Saturday for the Hawks. It starts today for the rest of those who are participating in Summer League. They will take on the Utah Jazz on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And after that, their schedule follows as this. They'll take on the New Orleans Pelicans, my New Orleans Pelicans, on July 11th. July 12th, they're going to take on the Miami Heat. And then July 14th, they're going to take on the San Antonio Spurs, Now, the Hawks will not have Jalen Johnson in summer league due to tendonitis in his knee. Shreve Cooper is expected to play. Tyrese Martin, the second-round signing from this year, he will be playing. A.J. Griffin, our first-round signing, will play. And I did not mention him before. I'm excited to see how A.J. Griffin looks, how he plays, because I think he may find his way into carving out some rotational minutes. I really do. I really do. Especially because you have Holiday who can play the two, put A.J. Griffin at the three, and A.J. Griffin's ability to shoot the ball and stretch the floor and put the ball on the floor is something that excites me personally. So I'm excited to see how he looks. I'm excited to see, obviously, what Sharif Cooper will do with his opportunity, how Tyrese Martin looks. Who knows about him? He is a wild card as well with his size, the ability to play the two and the three. Shondy Brown Jr. get his opportunity, the battle between him and Cooper, on the court obviously against other opponents, but who's going to carve out that third point guard position for the Atlanta Hawks this year? Who's going to do it? Because there are a lot of guards on the Summer League roster, so there's going to be some opportunity there. Now, Nick Van Exel will be coaching the team for the Atlanta Hawks. We have a lot of G League players on this team, on this roster right now for Summer League, including Joel Ajayi, who was on the Wizards G League affiliate team last year, Chris Clemens, solid G League player who was on the Celtics affiliate, and then Chandler Hutchinson, a forward who was on the Heat affiliate. So I'm excited to see how those G League players make make good on our opportunity. I want to see what Tyrese Martin and AJ Griffin look like, Shawnee Brown and Sharif Cooper, because this is a big opportunity. I really wish Jalen Johnson was available because I would love to see the growth in his game because Jalen Johnson... They have something to say and carve out some minutes next year as well. There's some opportunities if Nate McMillan trusts him and plays him. There's some opportunities for Jalen Johnson, Sharif Cooper, A.J. Griffin, Sean D Brown. There's some opportunities there on this roster because money's tight. As I mentioned earlier, maybe they use the remaining balance or money they have to go get a center. But these young guys have an opportunity. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with their opportunity in the Summer League and obviously preseason as well. We'll be here during training camp leading into the tip off of the 2022-2023 NBA season. So I'm excited to watch Summer League on Saturday. I will be on vacation, but I'm bringing my podcasting equipment down to Florida. So if I need to jump on an emergency, I can jump on and I might have a guest who you guys love on this program. So. I will stay tuned. Glad to catch up with you guys. I know it's been a little bit, but I appreciate your patience and your support. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, basketball enthusiasts, Georgia sports fans. Does not matter. Put them on. Follow us on Twitter at EthosHawks on Twitter. That's at EthosHawks. Hawks on Twitter, and then follow myself at Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T67 on Twitter. Hit me up. What you think about Julius Randle? What do you think about the scenario? If you hate it, I'm not going to give you John Williams' Twitter, but I will let him know how y'all feel about it, (laughs) but if you love it, I will still let him know because I want to give him all the credit, but let's create the dialogue. Let's create the conversation. I would love to hear you guys' thoughts about his fit potentially here in Atlanta if it were to happen but we'll catch you guys next time you guys be safe and as always I appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart and let's go Hawks